0: Welcome to the Fans of Fitness podcast, the voice for fitness, health, and wellness professionals. Good to see you again, Kyle. Good to see
1: you, Travis. It's and been Josh. a little while. All right. It's been a minute, yeah. I
0: yeah. haven't seen you since when? Since you graduated or shortly after?
1: Shortly after. We went
0: shooting. Oh, that's we right. We went to the range, we yeah. Did. We did do that. Yeah, certainly did. Well, how have things been since you uh, since you graduated? Been good. Um, established yeah.
1: a spot at Glory Gaines, so just slowly but surely taking on more clientele. And love what I do. Changing lives is the name of the game. Yeah. So I'm just really passionate about it and it's going great. Awesome.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you on uh, Instagram quite a bit playing guitar. I didn't know you had that skill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I guess it's a fun hobby to do. I like to, you know, stand out in my videos and incorporate unique skills that I have. So yeah, I started playing when I was 12. That was my main passion, of course. I grew out of it slowly. I didn't lose a skill, <laughs> like, fortunate for me, but um, grew out of it, got really inspired and into fitness and nutrition, of course, went to MPTI. But I still like to keep my hobbies in my business, if that makes sense, so I like to incorporate fun and unique styles to it, so. Yeah, that's that's
0: different. When I, The first time I saw one of those clips a couple weeks ago, I was like, yeah. that is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I Appreciate was like, oh, it, huh? that's a good way to stand out. So uh, you started at 12, what were your inspirations? Like, what, what was your yeah. music taste back at 12 years old? What were you playing? Uh, what I was playing was generally like 80s
1: rock. What actually got me into guitar was the movie School of Rock with Jack Black. I'm oh. Sure you're familiar oh, yeah. With that. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah so, was. yeah, I got inspired by that. I mean, obviously, they're kids playing guitar, playing instruments. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what was in my head, my 12 year old mind at that point, but I'm like, damn, I want to do that really bad. So, took lessons for a couple years and then. Now I'm self-taught, so I just go on like YouTube to learn songs. But at the time, I did lessons for like three or four years to build the skill, and I was really into it. I was like, "I'm all in. I want to do this." I think
2: everybody has that dream at some point. I did too. I'm gonna be a
0: rock star. (laughs) I did too. It was later in life. Yeah, my story is a little bit different. It's I I bought four, five guitars so far in my life. That's awesome. All from a pawn store, (laughs) (laughs) or pawn shop. I think except for one, but. yeah, I was like, man, I want to play music. I love music. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, I want to be able to play it. So, so I bought a guitar. I uh, took it home and I bought a tab book, you know, tablature. Mm-hmm. Yep. To I'm read, like, it, all right, read the this music. Is, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be awesome. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I was right. awful. <laughs> I think I, I lasted a, a month, month and a half, and I had blisters all over my fingers. Oh, yeah. The calluses. And, uh, yeah. They, they built oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was still terrible. I ended up selling it. Yeah. The same <laughs> pawn shop I bought it from. And then, like, yeah eight, nine, ten months later, I'm like, I wanna try it again. Mm-hmm. This time I'm gonna take it serious. I'm gonna get it buy another guitar. Yeah. Take it home. Gets yeah, I still had some tablature books that I had from my first attempt. And did you learn? Nah, oh, man, I could play like five seconds of a song. Hey, that's then, better than nothing though. But then, Seriously. Yeah, I know. It's still but, impressive. But the the thing that I was doing wrong was I should have got help. I should have gone to a professional to get those lessons. That's where right. you're gonna learn. It's like with anything like golf. you can self-teach yourself but you're not going to get as far as you would if you had somebody who knew how to look at your movement and go hey i can make this better this is what you need to do these are Mm -hmm. your your mobility limitations let's work on those and all that it's the same thing as you know learning guitar i I could only go as far as is as i was able which is you know the tab it shows you where where to put your finger and then you strum it you're like okay that's the next note it would take me like Ten hours to learn ten seconds of a song. <laughs> so know? so my mom and my stepdad
2: were in a Christian rock band. Oh, that's cool. And they played in churches and all this stuff. So when I was five years old, my mom bought me a Fender acoustic guitar. Nice. And I still have it now. That's and crazy. it looks like hell. It's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I played um, younger when I was, you know, eight, 9, 10, 11, something like yeah. that. I took... Lessons from the guy that taught Alan Jackson how to play guitar. Oh, cool! Yeah, and then and he was a great teacher at first, but then he got more into the money of it, mm-hmm. and he became worse and worse. But then I took lessons from a guy named Roland Gresham. Gresham, when I was in college, that used to play with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, That's so that was really cool. And he, he passed away like ten years ago. But uh, his son is also named Roland Gresham. Yeah, and he plays in church. He plays like jazz in church. Right, and uh, and then I just stopped playing for 20 years, and mm-hmm. now the cu- guitar just collects dust. But I've, I've bought and sold yeah, a bunch of guitars over the years, but I've always kept that acoustic, yeah. fin- Fender acoustic. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, you got to. That's, an, that's a nice guitar, the Fenders. Yeah.
2: yeah, those are really nice. Like an
0: 81 Fender. Well, yeah. you're related to somebody who's quite the musician, aren't you? Yes.
2: <laughs> Who is that? John Rich from Big & Rich. I think I'm probably too young or something.
1: I don't know. No, I don't know no. who You don't like is. country? It's country music. not a big fan of country, honestly. <laughs> but, but.
2: but they've only, they've been playing not for... Not a country quite, hater, but... They've been playing for fan. quite a bit of years. Uh, you've heard Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy? Yeah, I've heard of that. That's big yeah. Big and rich. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... That's pretty crazy, though. Yeah his, yeah, his mom and my dad are first cousins, so...
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. But to answer your question, going back to the, what songs that I liked to play when I was 12... I, got, I was heavily influenced by, like, 80s music from my parents. Cause that's when they grew up, and they were listening to all these 80s music, like ACDC, um, just some of the classics. I mean, my favorite band's AC/DC. I think they got, like, the best riffs, in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just old school, 80s, 70s, which is not normal for a 12-year-old kid born in 2003, so. No, it's not. <laughs> no. But... Yeah, that's that was my that was what I played when I first started. Yeah, I think the f- the first ever song I learned was "Smoke on the Water" by Oh people. yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. so many people yeah. that learned that. That's that's, 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 a, a, that's the first one. Yeah, for, I that's think everybody's that's, first one. I, I swear. Think,
2: <laughs> I think that's the next one that's going to be blocked from being played in music stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like "Stairway to Heaven." Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, "Stairway to Heaven." Child of mine.
0: That was one song I tried to master. At yeah. least the beginning of it. It's so hard. It yeah, is I hard. I got close, but I, I would mess it up at some point in that. 10-15 second Yeah You know Beginning of that song
1: Yeah axel Rose was the, the main intention Was to have it As a guitar exercise Because it, was, it uses All the fingers It's like It's a tough riff but, Oh yeah Yeah It was He originally did it For like a guitar exercise And it just came into Like an iconic riff Which is pretty crazy yeah.
2: And then probably Never played it again Because Slash played it all Yeah
0: <laughs> He's gotta be tired Of playing that Yo. song Oh, oh Slash man. Why did I say axel Rose yeah. <laughs> He's a singer Yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was a cool clip. It was uh, Back in Black that I saw you do on there.
1: Yeah.
2: So since you graduated Mm -hmm. and you're in the personal training business now, is there anything different that you see that's different than what you thought it was going to be when you graduated?
1: I mean, I'd say yes. I mean, at first, everybody thinks as soon as you're going to graduate, you're going to get all these clients right away. Right. It's you gotta establish trust. You know what I mean. You gotta get the trust and credibility. You gotta right. build that credibility so people know and trust even like you and want to use your services. Because I mean, it is a tough. It is a tough industry because there are a lot of personal trainers. There so it's are just, a
2: lot. It's just standing out and. So how did you? How did you gain that trust? How did you build that credibility?
1: Uh, one by getting the certifications, obviously through MPTI, getting all the credible, credible sources of information from NASM and from you guys. So just building, getting the certifications is one. So being a qualified trainer is good, but being certified as well is even better having both those qualities. So,
2: and then I would say, Did you do it through like social media or just word of mouth and being at the gym and being like, Hey, I can train you, I can train you, you know, and, and them seeing you work out. I mean,
1: so word of mouth is definitely the biggest one. is just right. getting your friends and family involved. You know, getting the people that fr- friend, especially friends that you know that you can help, right. and they trust you already. So just to be able to bring them in and show them what you can help them with. Get, so you had to give them, them some free the
2: sessions to get you get your friends yeah, 100%. in there, give them some free yeah. sessions.
1: Yeah, and that's what I always do. I always offer a complimentary assessment and session your first time. I think every trainer should do that. Just right. so. The client knows if you're the right fit for them. They get to see the gym, they get to see how you train. So I think that's really important that they get that first session totally complimentary. That way they get to see everything, see what the process is like.
2: So you're at Glory Gains now, right? Yep. Where did you start kind of your business out of? What was the first place you started?
1: So to be honest, I started at Glory Gains as my first real gym, but I, you know, went to apartments. I just did anything I really could right. to get clients. And I'm still kind of doing that. I mean, I am obviously want to be established at Glory Gaines, long-term, right. be there as my second home. But, um, yeah, so at first just going out, getting as many people as I can and training them at their apartments or just whatever gym's available. So right, just getting the ball moving.
0: Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, like you said, you're not just going to um, – it, it doesn't matter if you're taking, like, an online cert or if you go through – you know, the National Personal Training Institute of Arizona, you're still going to have to find clients. They're not just going to come to you. So you right. got to get out there. And like you said, just just offering those sessions and, you know, giving them a taste test of, of what your knowledge is and what your personality is, because it's not always about what you know. It's also, are we a good connection? Right. So that's where good communication skills come in. That's where, you know, your confidence is going to shine. If you know what you're talking about, then people right. are going to see that. and They're going to want to work with you. Uh, you know, otherwise, you know, the, other, the other problem would be if you just have a, a certification like you just read a book took a right. test sure i don't think it's gonna make you confident uh, you're right gonna now, you need to go now. out and, and uh you know get your feet wet get a job at, yeah. at a commercial box gym just so you can get used to those reps and, and learning how to communicate effectively and, right. and 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 becoming confident in your craft so i think it's smart what you're doing um now you do offer a couple of things like you, you're you offer one-on-one something I private training
2: but you're also
0: one of the, uh, one of our students that excelled with PNF stretching, so I know you offer that in your, in your yeah. services. So how's that been going?
1: So it's, it's going great. And the good thing about PNF stretch therapy is it really does complement the personal training. So I'm all about uh, mobility and recovery. So you can train as hard as you want, but if you're not recovering, you're not going to be able to maximize your next day at the gym to achieve your goals. So I, t- I totally preach PNF stretch therapy. You know, You get more mobility, flexibility, your range of motion just increases drastically. Your squats are better. You just move better and feel better. Yeah. So long-term, it's it's crucial. As far as uh, the p and stretch therapy, I've done mobile. So basically, I got my own table. I can bring it anywhere, the client's home or office, and just perform the stretch therapy wherever it's convenient for them. So. Does Glory does
2: Gains have tables there that you can use and do it there? Or?
1: Yeah, so... They got t- they got one table. I don't know if that's just a community table or what, but if if you're gonna do like massage therapy or if you're a physical therapist or what I do the PNF stretch therapy, you want to bring your own table. and I got my own table. so yeah. they allow you to set it up. That's cool. There's a big turf area where you can do like sled pushes and a core and, like, group sessions there. And then also in the back of the turf area, that's where you set up the tables and do yeah. the therapy. Kind
2: of like at the gym, they have that one table that's always there. That always there, doesn't that move. That, that guy yeah. has. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Right yeah. So you're going up onto your first year anniversary of being a personal trainer. Is that exciting? Yeah. I like it, to think about, man, I've been doing it for a year. That's. It's
1: crazy to think. It really yeah. is. It feels like yesterday that we're in the class, yeah. you know, learning everything. and. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. What would you say the, the learning experience was like at school? Was it too much? Was it just no. enough? No, I think it's perfect. You're able to absorb all that because it was a lot in 11 weeks.
1: Yeah, it is a lot in 11 weeks, but the difference between just getting a certification through a book versus going through MPTI and having legit instructors teaching you in person is the fact that you can literally, what you learn in the book is translated onto the floor at like the gym where right. we did the uh MPTI at. and you get a, f- so whatever's in the book, like a bench press or whatever, once you master the proper form, you can't feel that in the book, but we actually go through the motions, and that's what is unique and the best thing about MPTI, in my opinion, is being able to go on the floor, do what we learn in the classroom, and apply it to what we're actually going to do in the personal training field. Yeah. yeah. i said better
2: myself. I always, I always go back to the planes of motion. Some of the other stuff I'm, I might be able to get from a book, but... I think for me, the biggest one was Planes of Motion. When I looked at that, even when I look at it now, after Travis explained it, I look at the book and go, man, if I'd have had to learn that from the book, I'd have been screwed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But yeah, aren't the books pretty outdated too at this point? Like, it's just, uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know about outdated. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's difficult to learn certain things like like uh, planes of of motion uh, yeah just looking at illustration you know the panes of glass are going through the midsection and uh you know going to split the body from upper and lower which is a transverse plane it's really difficult to to look at an illustration and even the definition of it's for me when i went through this school 14 years ago it took me a full week week and a half to understand you know all the movements and what plane of motion or movement it's in uh so my instructor explained it the same way I do in class the first week when we go over that, and it made complete sense after he did right. that. But before my – I don't know. What, I, I don't get yeah. what that that division in the body even represents. Yeah. Right. So using the wall for you know frontal plane and sagittal, um, that works super well. And then transverse, yeah. you can't really use a wall for that.
2: It's a little bit more difficult to understand. Yeah. But, but you get the first two like right away, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But then the transverse is kind of like oh well,
0: that's, right. That's crossing the rest in of them. all planes. It's you
1: know, it's going it, through those glass panels. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: and it's so important to to know what the the planes of motion are. You know the three because I think a lot of trainers just use the first one, the main one, sagittal plane. Right. right. And that's you know ninety ninety five percent of their their program for their for their clients or themselves. Right. Until you understand we move in three different different directions. Yeah. That's you know when you when you write a, a program for somebody you have to to address all three to keep it's them, right. you know, balanced. Yeah, cause yeah. We, uh, how often do we shuffle side to side? Hardly ever. Yeah, that's you know, and
2: that's what I was going to say about, you know, the frontal is the next one that, or is the main one that I don't think most people program for. Right. Because transverse is kind of basic. I mean, you're doing right. a push-up, it's transverse. Bench press, you know, those mm. are normal, you know, normal exercises that most trainers have people do. But frontal is the one that, I never did working out before I went through school because I never did sidesteps. I never, you know, maybe jumping jacks or something like that, but I never did frontal and I had no idea that I needed to. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but like you said, going through, you know, with the hands on knowing how to activate the muscle. And if you're reading that from a book and you're like, how do I activate my shoulders? What, what the hell is it even talking about? Exactly. But with the hands-on, mm-hmm. you know, somebody going, mm-hmm. this is what you need to do, you know, then it, it, it's so much better hands-on. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And then you get to do the movement yourself. So then right. once you do the movement, the instructors will tell you if you're doing it wrong, obviously you don't want to be taught the wrong thing. So once they put you in alignment with the proper movement, then you really get to feel it yourself. And then you're like, wow, this is what it should feel like. Then that way you can point out to your clients like this is what you should look for when you should, when you're feeling it. So
0: absolutely, and that's the thing. That's one of as a as a coach myself. Uh, I wanted I wanted to educate my clients. I don't want them to just say, "Hey, do this or do that, push this weight or pull this right. weight or whatever." I wanted to make sure that I was teaching them and educating them how to do it properly going forward because you're not going to keep your clients forever. Right. You know, I want them when they decide that they're they're good on their own, or I decide I'm like, "Hey, look, you, I've taught you everything I know." So. Right. Um, I want them to be able to to understand these movements and how to do them per- uh, correctly, and and maybe teach their friends, you know, yeah. teach their kids uh, proper movements. So, I think that's where anatomy shines, you know, mm-hmm. in class. Because if you don't know anatomy, I don't know how you know how to target anything, right. you know, because there's so diff- so many different ways to hit muscles, isolate them, or totally, or yeah. you know, emphasize other muscles or assisting or synergist muscles. There's a lot to the body. It's not just It's complex, you know. It it really is, and I wish more of that was taught in elementary school. Oh, me too. Like you know, but they're getting away
2: from physical activity so much in in school. But that should be taught in in middle school and even high school. I had gym, but we never talked about how to move and and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what we're talking about with Sky. Is you don't learn how to run, you don't learn how to you know pick up stuff from the ground correctly. Until you hurt yourself and then they go, yeah, you've been doing that wrong the whole
0: time. Yeah. Enough bad reps, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your your networking. We've talked about this, you know, after you graduated, we did some Zoom calls. You know, we were kind of had this little mentorship program going on. So I know you you joined BNI and I think Mm -hmm. you sat in for a couple of Chamber of Commerce meetings as well. So as an uh so just b and
1: I and then I'm a part of Arizona entrepreneurs, oh cool, so just those two,, uh-huh. yeah. but yeah, I think it's crucial to network and just meet other business owners, get advice i mean that's the best i mean best thing is free yeah. advice, you know, and then thinking about ways you you could do win win situations and help each other really in the end win together, so yeah
2: there's uh I think b and I is set up to where each group you can only have one person from that industry correct yeah that's how it's set up did, did you have a hard time finding a bni group or just the first one you tried they were like yep
1: let's go so i visited like a couple different groups um the one that resonated with me is bni titans is what we're called and as i was really just trying to find a place that's close to glory gains so you know right. if anybody wanted to use my services and i could help Get them to their fitness goals is close to where we meet, so it wouldn't be out of the way. I wanted it to be convenient for them, right? Um,
2: so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because I know that um, I've been in several networking groups over the years, but i, I was pretty sure that BNI required just one person from each industry. So, but I think there's mm-hmm. thirty or forty BNI groups in Phoenix. So. Yeah, yeah, last yeah, I checked, there was quite a few. And yeah. so, same thing with the Chamber of Commerce. There's several. Mm-hmm. from North Scottsdale to Tempe, Glendale. I mean, they're, they're like all over the yeah. place. So yeah, there's a bunch.
0: I think yeah. there's even like North Phoenix, Phoenix, South, Fe- like <laughs> right. there's a bunch of different ones. But I think it's really important to, to, to network in, and use BNI or chamber of commerce. Yeah. Cause I did, um, I did the Gilbert chamber of commerce when we came down and, and put the school in uh, four, four and a half years ago or so. And uh, mm-hmm. it was great to network but it was also a, a way to, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, kind of hone your craft when it comes to communications because I had no 100%. idea what was, <laughs> when I went there, I had a, uh, mm-hmm. a uh, uh, I guess our mentor with, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce and uh, we met up for coffee one day and she's like, "Let's let's go do, you know. Chamber of Commerce together, so I got there. She didn't tell me we we're gonna do a thirty-second commercial. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, was that the first time. Oh man. <laughs> well, I went last yeah. because I wasn't uh, I wasn't a, a dues-paying right you know, member. Right, and they everybody else who was went first, which meant I was the last person. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch everybody do their, their their sales pitch. You know, it's like a unique proper, uh, unique selling proposition sort mm-hmm. of thing. USP. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um I watched everybody go and I was like that's sharp that's really good. They were they've done it a bunch of times and I'm like that was smooth. It's <laughs> as if yeah. you were to ask me what I do, that's my yeah. answer. So that's your your pitch your 30 second commercial. Exactly. Yeah. And uh I got really good at it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> 30 was, seconds is a long time. It really is. Once you yeah. get it
2: once you get it down it's like your elevator pitch is like 8 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want that 8 second like right. but then people are like we want more details, and you're like, oh, oh man,
0: this is going to be a long <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. I went over. They actually had a clock. Right, yep. They, they had a clock, in. and yeah. you're like, uh, you know, you're trying to beat beat that ding. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, it was a bunch of word vomit because there's so much to say <laughs> about the school. I don't even, like, we did this uh, not too long ago where yeah. I'm like, all right, we got 30 seconds to do this. Right. Or mm-hmm. is it 60? 60. We were 60 doing 60 seconds. seconds, yeah. I'm still yeah. like, I've got another two minutes left. Yeah. Because the, the school offers that much. and I don't know how to condense it into you know, yeah. 30, 60 seconds. Right. And that was that was the difficulty in the beginning. But then I was like, all right, let's cut this out. Let's cut that out. Let's just get to the chase. Yeah. But, but we offer
2: so much. I mean, it's hard to get it all into 60 seconds. It, you know, it's impossible.
1: Yeah. Start talking like Eminem. Get in and out there as fast as you can. <laughs> there you go. That's
2: that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna record yeah. Travis doing a rap. Yeah, seriously. a rap about the school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'll, that'll go viral. I'm so good at that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but it
0: it really helped with with um, you know, I feel like I'm confident, but I could always you know, work on that. You know, it's it just everybody can. So I got a lot yeah. of practice, and every time I went there, I'm like, all right, I got it. I would think about it in between. You know, I always go on every Thursday. I think at eleven a.m. if I remember correctly, or ten. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. In between, you know, those those Thursdays, I'm thinking about how can I, how can I make this sound better? Not actually go to sleep. Going, all right, let's do your commercial. Okay, I'm gonna try to do that next time. And got to the point where it was smooth, but yeah. it was a skill that I didn't really know that I needed help with. And, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a challenge, and it was fun to to say it. And I'm like, that sounded amazing, you yeah. know. Instead of the first time where I'm like all over the place, I'm like, well, um, we're school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so. al-
2: it's always fun to try to get everybody's attention too, because yeah. most people are like looking down or they're yeah. di- you yeah. know thinking about their own what right. they're gonna say when it comes their turn. So you know, you stand. I I love that part of networking yeah. because I like to talk and I like the attention. Yeah. But I, but I'm always like, all right. So I'm Josh, and I'm an alcoholic. I mean, um, <laughs> wrong wrong group. Sorry. Let's yeah. go. You know, and it kind wrong of gets group. everybody's attention. And they're like, oh, what's going on?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, the first time I did my my commercial, I was like. It was like the second half of the thirty seconds that I had. I'm like, who here right now has a CPR and AED uh, certification? Like half the half the room raised their hand. I'm like, there you go. All you need yeah, is right know. now is just a shirt that says personal trainer. That's all it's required in the state of Arizona. Scary. Yeah, that I'm like crazy. every yeah. one of you, and as a matter of fact, by eight o'clock tonight, you could be certified. Yeah, they're like, what? And I'm like, you don't need much <laughs> education to <laughs> no. call yourself a trainer. <laughs> so <laughs> to be a good trainer, you do, but not, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just trying to trying to. uh Differentiate that in thirty seconds, and again, right. that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest part for for me. And the school is mm-hmm. differentiating ourselves from your typical online cert to somebody who's actually qualified right. and knows exactly how to do what's in the book and, yeah. and well beyond, because we go way beyond what the book teaches. And i
2: it's so good to have Kyle here because I think there's so many people that go through the school and don't use it. You know, like my daughter Emily; she's she was already a licensed massage therapist. And what she learned in the school going through um, the National Personal Training Institute was so much, so much knowledge for personal training, but now she doesn't use it. She's doing massage therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to do it and she still works out. And, and what she learned just for her workouts alone is is so great. But to have someone like Kyle that graduated the same time I did to yeah. go out yeah. and <laughs> be where he's at today, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, yeah. you know. That's why we yeah.
0: exist is is for this very reason we, we we want we want qualified personal trainers out there that are going 100%. to make this a, a career if that's what you want to do we want to give you guys the the building blocks to to succeed not just go hey you're done get out of here yeah. good luck exactly. <laughs> you know because we've kept in the communication and that's that's a thing that that mm-hmm. we want to make sure that that we do is to to maintain connections with our graduates we're here always for our graduates mm-hmm. we right. even um if if they want to come back in after they graduate to, to sit in for a class, they, they can. They can retake the entire thing for free if they want to. If you've already yeah. paid for it once. Come on in. We might put you to work and have you right. help out students. Yep. Uh, but it's that's what I did in Portland. Like I yeah. the studio, when I became independent, I went to the studio next door to the classroom. And, you know, when I was done at 10, 11 in the morning, sometimes i just walk in, sit down, and listen to them to talk. And I'd learn more stuff that I, you know, yeah. may, may have forgotten. So I think 100%. it's it's really cool. We it's a, it's a, it's like a community for us. We want to make sure that that we're here for you when you have questions instead of just going I don't know what to do and then quitting. We want to yeah. make sure that we're here to to help you guys, you know, find employment or answer questions uh, on anything, especially business. That's the hard right. thing for a lot of independents is, is how do I build my brand? You know, right. we already go through uh, business we talk about, you know, how to incorporate your business. How to get referrals, testimonials. How to grow your books. You know how to to use social media correctly. Um, all these things. But sometimes, like even when I graduated, I was constantly talking to my director. I'm like, "Hey, man, if it wasn't mm-hmm. about a client that I couldn't figure out an issue with, it was about business." So yeah. he was like uh, my Yoda. <laughs> That's yeah, what I used 100%. to call him. I'm like, "Hey, Yoda, <laughs> I got a question for you, <laughs> Master." And uh, he was he was amazing at answering all my questions. I mean, uh, there was times where I had clients that I couldn't. It, we weren't getting the the results that that I had told him we would. And I'm like, right. this is what I'm doing. And he's like, change this and this and I'm like, Oh of course, that's what I'm missing is you know, right? Whatever it is. But yeah, I think uh, you know, the whole reason for our existence is to is to make successful trainers because it really mm-hmm. is the in my opinion, it's one of the best industries you can possibly be in. 100 Rewarding mm-hmm. at the same time if you're good. You know, it's rewarding to you as well financially. 100%, I, I can't yeah. I can't think of another industry where you can help the lives the way that we do. You know, doctors, right. of course, they can help lives, but I think we're not prescribing pills. We're 100%. prescribing movement. We're prescribing good habits, you yeah. know, nutritional advice. Um, yeah. So,
1: and for, yeah, for me, my motto is be the best version of yourself. I really believe if you put your health and exercise and put fitness and nutrition first, you can become the person you want to be. So, I do preach that a lot. So yeah, that's, I mean,
2: that's awesome. awesome. So I'm not I'm not that familiar with with Glory Gains, but um, is it set up like a normal box gym? Do they provide you clients, or do you get your own clients?
1: Uh, so you just you get your own clients. Okay, uh, you pay rent there. Oh, so, okay. So you're paying rent. You're not yeah. paying
2: per client or anything like that.
1: No, so it's it's a flat rate monthly like fee or something yeah, like that monthly.
2: So what what do you charge um, for personal training and for PNF?
1: So I charge sixty an hour for personal training. Uh, for group training, I charge forty an hour, okay, and then depending on like the size of the group, the packages are a little different, so cheaper the more uh, people more people yeah, yeah, the bigger the group uh, for p f stretch therapy, I charge hundred twenty an hour
2: Wow, so that's awesome,
1: yeah, so it's it's similar to massage therapy in a sense with the pricing and kind of the same setup where for mobile, especially when you bring your own table, you perform the therapy
0: so yeah it's just different obviously different benefits yeah. yeah and that's about the going rate too right yeah so i don't think people understand how 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 good they will feel after that right and most people oh, are yeah, used to sure. just feeling the way they Stiff do and they think and, that yeah. that's normal until you oh, get yeah. on a table and you have somebody professionally stretch you and you walk out going wow this yeah. is how i could have felt <laughs> yeah. a long time yeah. ago
1: like when you bend over it shouldn't be painful like especially when yeah. you're older, like 60s, 70s, like, you don't want to be in pain, so oh, no, take no. care of yourself while you're young, take care of yourself as you age, and if you have more flexibility and mobility, doing daily tasks won't be such a pain, you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, it's, as far as the PNF stretch therapy, I charge 120 an hour, but I do the same thing with the personal training is I do packages, so if somebody wants to improve mobility and flexibility, long-term or for like a sport or whatever, I do packages. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. That's cool. So do you do packages on personal training too? Like if they pay six months in advance or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then on on group training, um, how are you working the groups? Are are they doing each individual thing or everybody does the same thing? So depending
1: on the size of the group, no matter what, the first thing is I want to learn everybody's fitness goals and kind of to see – how long they've been working out for? What is their daily regimen? What do they do? Like, what do they what do they work out? Do they work out? is a real right. question. So number one is getting their goals, and if they all have really similar goals, then I'll put them through pretty much the same thing. That okay. way they're there to motivate each other, and do the same workout together. But if they got like different goals, I'll still do the same movements, like the same the same target the same muscle groups, but obviously higher weight for somebody that wants to do power or strength. Somebody that wants to build muscle, more hypertrophy-based. So I really like to personalize it for each individual person for the the group
2: training. So some of those people in the group, you haven't worked with them before? What's that? Some of the people in the groups, you haven't worked with them before? Because my thought on groups would be to, you know, work with someone and then be like, hey, I can also, you can also do this group. It'll save you a little bit of money and, you know. Yeah. But you just have some that are just fresh clients
1: pretty much that so far. I mean, okay. as I expand and grow, then I'll group people together just to right. save me more time in the long run, like group people together that I think would be a good match to work together. But as of now, it's just pretty much people that are already coming in these groups right. and
0: just working out with them. So very cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's your intake look like? So when you get a new client, you, you, you give them a you know a free session, right? Yeah. So typically about an hour. Yeah, so
1: in our session, I like to call or text the uh, the week before and just ask about goals. Where do you want to be in a year? What do you what do you see this long term? And then yeah, bring them in for the first session. That way, once I know their goals, that way I can, you know, provide a customized uh, program for them and I bring them in for that first complimentary session. Usually people love it, see the benefits it, of it and uh want to want to do it. So Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. And then from there, I recommend how many days a week they should see me based on their their fitness goals. And I'm just super transparent and where what they need to do to get where they need to be. So.
0: Right. Do you give them homework to do on the days that they're not working with you?
1: Yeah. So I give them homework and especially if they're doing like two days a week with me or something like that. And they really need to be doing like four days a week, like in general then I say you should do this type of workout without me. Like, without, you know, without me right. as, as a trainer, so.
2: Cool. Yeah. Are and, you and following, are you follow, sorry, are you following their oh, nutrition yeah. too? or? Like, yeah, so so I do their, nutrition.
1: I, I have a different package if they want to do, like, nutrition plans. But as far as, I, as far as just a personal training, it's just general nutrition, like, macros, protein intake. Just basically working with what they already enjoy eating. I think dieting sucks, obviously, if you restrict a bunch of food and just take away everything that they love. Yeah. So, I think the biggest thing is learning what they enjoy like not taking away the culinary aspect of food and just replacing with what they like already that's maybe not so healthy with a better version that
0: they'll still enjoy so that's what i do yeah that's that's super smart it's, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of coaches out there when they get a new client and they learn you know, what their bad habits are yeah. you know you'll you'll you look at the list as you're you're talking about their, their nutrition, yeah. Say, what's a typical day look like? And somebody says, well, I have like a a venti, choco, (laughs) maco, latte, you know. Extra whip. (laughs) (laughs) Extra sugar. I'm like, right, so do you have one of those today? No, sometimes I have two. Okay, well, that's the first thing you have in the morning? Yep. What's the next thing you have in the morning? And then they'll say something like maybe some fast food choices uh, for lunch. And then... um, you know, their their evening looks very similar, and then the end of the night, maybe they have a habit of having a glass or two of wine, or maybe they've got uh, – they're drinking tons of soda throughout the day as well. Yeah. Their, their brain's used to that, and yeah. what a lot of coaches make the mistake of is they try to, to take that all away 100%. day one. You're doing all nope. these things wrong. <laughs> you need to stop doing all these wrong things today if you want to lose weight. That's not – that's not sustainable, right? Right. Their their 100%. brain is is addicted to these, I mean, these chemicals. So
1: I, I don't like to compare the two, but it's kind of similar to like a smoking addiction, where you slowly and gradually take right. away cigarettes or slowly get off of it. Yeah, yeah. which is kind
0: of the same in nutrition. Yeah, you're gonna so. send your client into shock if you say you can't oh have you can't have those two glasses of wine a night. You can't have those shaken. two Starbucks <laughs> drinks, and you take away my popcorn. and <laughs> I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. So no. I think for us, it's a, it's the the smart thing to do is slowly wean them yeah. off some of these things. Not permanently. You could say instead of having two of those Starbucks drinks, have maybe in the beginning, have, have them both, but instead of having a venti, have the, the small yeah, one. Right? Exactly. So that's going to lower those calories and that sugar intake too. Right. Yeah. And then maybe say, hey, I know you're drinking two glasses of wine, and I maybe make it to one and a half for, <laughs> for a couple weeks yeah, until maybe you right. get down to one. And maybe one is the magic number, but we're looking at you know a lot of empty calories coming in here. We've got a lot of food that has no nutritional quality to it. So it's right. slowly taking away these bad habits until it becomes habit. Where now they're mm-hmm. they're not, you know, consuming as much of the stuff that's making them where they're at to be where they're at right now. Right. So I think that's really smart what you're doing. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard so many times like, "Oh, you need to stop doing this right <laughs> now," right. Right this second. You can no yeah. longer have anything you love ever again. <laughs> yeah. I hope yeah. you like chicken, rice, and broccoli. Yeah. You know, or, That's not right. the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. going to comply. It's then maybe for yeah. a day or two, and then they're just going to rebel, and they're going to say, forget this. Yeah. Well, and hopefully they start feeling better and realize that it's
2: – they stopped drinking
0: soda, and now they feel a lot better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, if, if you're used to feeling a certain way, you don't know how, how good you can feel until – Oh, yeah, for sure. Until 100%. you do. Yep. So did you play any sports when you were in uh, school? So,
1: yes, and I mean, not in high school, so I played sports, I played basketball, football, um, but to be honest, I I enjoyed it. You know, it's great to make friends. I love sports in general, watching them. I even like playing them, but not like professionally or like for my school or anything like that. The biggest thing for me is what I do is I train like an athlete, but I don't want to have the risk of injury during the sport for longevity. Yeah. and I'm I'm what five eleven? I'm not gonna go pro. I gotta be at least six foot, like five. So I know like I, I can't like make it big. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want I want to train like an athlete, being the best physical uh, shape that I can be in. Um, but no. So I, I, to answer your question, I played football freshman year for a little bit. I just didn't want to get hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. <laughs>
0: Well, what got you into to this industry?
1: Yeah, so what's, what started off as an escape turned into my passion and then uh, eventually my career. So basically in high school, you know, just day-to-day, going through school, I wasn't the happiest guy. Uh, I had trouble making, like, really genuine connections and good friends. So to be honest, I used it as an escape. I went to the gym. It's the best antidepressant you can have. Yes. So I went to the mm-hmm. gym six days a week I had no idea what I was doing literally no (laughs) idea but I knew I wanted to transform into the best version of myself so I just showed up I just did random movements and then over time I got really passionate about it and then I took it seriously and actually learned how to do it like learn the anatomy uh, learn nutrition and what to do to reach my goals and I thought it was really cool that I can turn into a career do the same and help other people yeah and of course getting the certifications through ISSA makes me credible and then, of course, MPTI just to finish yeah. it off and actually prove to everybody that I'm a genuine, legit trainer. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you came in with uh, a cert or two already, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so when you started school?
1: Yeah, just uh, the ISSA uh, personal trainer and fitness coach and the nutrition. Yeah, so ISSA. you had both
0: before you, you began. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you already had a pretty decent base, base of knowledge, especially nutrition. Yeah. We, we, teach it, we teach nutrition in a school, hands-on. Uh, mm-hmm. We do make it uh, interactive where it's not all sitting in your seat learning about your various right. nutrients or whatever. But um, for for a lot of people, we've had like a dozen and a half people that have come into to the class that already have say a NASM certification, but they're like, I don't know anything. I feel like I should have known something exactly. after reading this book. And uh, no. so we get a lot of those. Yeah. And, and I think that's just a, it's you know it's validation that you need a good. Mm-hmm. starting point you need a good base of education because the 100%. confidence is what I think is is missing the lack that's it's what's missing when you read a book exactly you know, it's like yeah. it doesn't teach you business it right. does a little bit there's there's a couple sections in there to teach you that but until you have somebody or multiple people like we've got multiple instructors we all have different paths we've all done dis- business differently right. I didn't I'm not, I didn't do my business exactly the way that that my instructor Said he did it. I just picked out some things that, okay, these will work for me. I'm going to adopt some of these ideas. And then that's what ner- where networking comes in too. You have other people that have, that have ran businesses for, for years, and they've done something that worked for them, and maybe that's a way that or something that would work for you because, you know, it's like selling. Right. Yep. We have different selling styles, right? right? Like sure. I never, mm-hmm. when I went to 24-Hour uh, Fitness after I graduated this school in Portland, mm-hmm. I didn't sell once. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> I think when people hear the word sale, they think yeah. of, like, I'm going to go look at a, a car today. <laughs> 100%. And, yep. you know, that's what
1: people think of. I yeah. just want to
0: look at the price. But then you've got that guy, like, hey, do you need help from across the parking lot? <laughs> you know, like, right. oh, no, is it too late to get in my car and drive off? I think that's what a lot of people think of when, when they think of the word sales. Mm-hmm. And it's not that way. If you're confident and, and, and you, can, you can help educate somebody without that pressure of sales, I think people For are sure. just going to go, okay, I think you're for me. I think you know yep. what you're talking about. And it's already implied. If they're there asking you questions, they probably already want some help. They're just looking for the right person to lead them.
1: Right. I I think the biggest thing is proving to whoever, your your future client, that you know what to do to get them to your goals, making it clear that you, you have what it takes to show them and give them the tools to succeed. I really think that's important. Yeah.
0: So I tell... I tell the classes quite often when I went to 24, my, my sales manager at the time, you know, it's, it's a numbers driven business, you know, (laughs) if you don't meet your quota for uh, 24, at least for like three months in a row, then you're given a warning. And I've seen people, you know, get fired because they weren't meeting their goals. Right. Right. But I think what happens in the industry is, is there's a stigma to anybody who sells anything, no matter what business you're in. It's like we get. I don't know how many calls you get a day, Josh, somebody trying to sell you something, but it gets worse and worse. Many? A lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a ton. Uh, constantly. The, I'm, I'm so glad that my phone says scam likely, so I'm like, right. good, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to answer this. Because before, yeah. what was it like before you had that? You answer the phone, you're like, oh, man. Another well, mine, mine doesn't do
2: scam likely. It doesn't? Mm-mm. Nope.
0: doesn't say potential spam
1: nope. or something like that. I
0: just says scam likely, and I listen yeah. to it. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not messing with that. Yeah. yeah. that. Yeah. But when it comes to, to, to sales, it's, it's, if somebody sees that you're confident and you're mm-hmm. always there to, to give them some, like, I would give, you know, if somebody sat down with me for a fitness orientation, so you got an hour, this is your time to, if they're already sitting in front of you, it's already implied that they're looking for help. So it's your job to, 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 to create that relationship or that bond to see if, you know, we're, we're right fit for each other. Right. But if you're the salesperson, it's like, you need this you need right. this you know um yeah look at you you know all these things <laughs> and, then at, and then at the end <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the sale and you're like uh, all right well let's get you scheduled And like no well, i'm gonna have to think about this Oh, i need to ask my spouse right. or i don't know if i'm ready yet my manager my fitness manager said get seven no's before you let him go and i'm like that is insane That's i would be a lot. so That's angry if i was the other if i was on the other side <laughs> right so I would get one no, and I would drop it. I'm like, cool. Well, if you need any help, I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll help you as much mm-hmm. as I can. And that would be the end of it. I didn't pressure them to give me their, their card like he wanted me to do. And and, and and I
2: think most people appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I that's why so. a lot of people came back, you know, if not days later, weeks, or months later. A lot of those people that I had across from me that said no came back. And They're like, hey, um, I want to talk about training. and I'm like, cool, yeah sit down
2: yeah once you push it to a point where
0: you have if you push them to seven no's at some
2: point you're you're teetering on is this guy desperate and exactly. needs to sell to me right or is he just that damn pushy Yeah. you know so that's where you have to kind of go uh, and both right, are not good to have in their not, mind, not you know, at all because yeah. yeah. if they think
0: you're desperate then they're like well
2: i don't want to pay sixty dollars an hour how about 45 exactly Yep. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's smart, though, just to go that way. I, it, pressuring somebody it's just it's just going to give them that thought that, hey, this person is, like you said, Josh, uh, potentially desperate for right. a sale. I was just always confident with them. You know, I'm like, look, if you ever need any help, come back. I'll be glad to have – I'll be happy to help you. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go. I, I know there's a lot of sales managers out there in gyms that would probably shake their, their head no to this because it's numbers-driven for yeah. me. I'm just like, hey, look, either you want help or not, I'm always here. If you don't. Of course, I'm not going to, you know, write you plans for right. that, but right. uh, if you need help with a certain movement, I'll be happy to go up there and and, and fix your movement if it's, if it's bad.
2: So I, I like the opposite approach. I go up and show someone how to do a movement and then go, yeah, I'm, I'm a personal trainer and, but I, I don't have time to take on any new clients and then walk away.
0: <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. What? No, wait, come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like reverse psychology. Right. Uh, <laughs> yep. And so I mean, how's it been with uh, social media? We talked, uh. You know, at the very beginning, I was telling you, hey, you need to post more. And, yeah. you, and you were like, oh, I'm not ready yet because you're you're looking for, like, high-quality production yeah. videos. And then you started yeah. to do them, and I saw an uptick in, in both quality and professionalism, and, and you were educating, which right. I tell everybody. It's the, the thing with social media is you don't want to – if you are a coach, your job is to educate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just yeah. show videos of your your clients doing certain movements without an explanation as to why they're doing those movements. And that's all you see all across social media, the influencers and, and all the other yeah. people that are in fitness. If you're not a coach, it's totally acceptable. It's totally fine. You know, here's here's a window to my life and my clients' lives if, if you're a trainer. But I think ultimately what people are looking for is an education. So, yeah, I mean, if I could go on Instagram right now, it's nothing but people working out. Yeah. But for coaches... If that's all they do, then you just look like everybody else that's doing workout videos. I think where, where it's at is to to gain that credibility and that trust is to to educate people. Right. And yep. I think you've done a few of those recently. And I was just like, yeah. When I saw him, I'm like, yes, he's doing it. Amazing. Yep. So how's that been? How's that journey of? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's great. I still think I struggle with being like a prof- professionalism. Like perfectionist is the word. But yeah, I struggle with that a little bit. But the biggest thing is providing value the biggest thing so when you're scrolling on Instagram you see the same thing as everybody else you're just gonna scroll right past it exactly. so yeah you definitely want to stand out in your videos by the very the very beginning of the video when they when they first click it so it sticks with them they, they want to watch it and then you want to of course create value so they want to trust you as a trainer. so if you provide value and they trust you
0: yeah 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 it's, it's huge. I, I think it's really important if, if you especially if you want to be an online trainer yeah you you have to do it because people about, in yeah. Omaha or Alaska they're not going to know anything about yeah. you if you don't get on there but yeah for a lot of people it's difficult in the beginning to see yourself hear yourself you know right. and, and a lot of us are critics or you know big critics of our appearance or voice yeah. or whatever inflections um I know I was You've, you heard my story about my my 30 second commercial for Nike it <laughs> oh, took me three hours to do a 30-second yeah. video bio of myself because I hated everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the lighting's right. bad, or why am I squinting my eyes? Yeah. Why do I sound like the Cookie Monster? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I've got a deep voice. Apparently, it's not that deep. But to yeah. me, that's how I hear myself, and it took me three hours to do 30-second commercial.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lear- learning cur- curve, for, uh, especially a learning curve because – once you once you get the videos going, then it starts to get easier as you keep doing them. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, it's like kind of got to figure out the process, figure out what works best for you, and um, just learn from there. So yeah, and I they, always encourage growing and just learning something new every day.
2: So. Yeah, and they say, like, making YouTube videos and stuff, you're not good at it until you've made 100. You know, and so once you get past that 100 point, then you start yeah. really getting good and really getting – yeah. Honing your your style and everything like that. So, right.
0: It's just all mm-hmm. about reps, like anything else. It's mm-hmm. practice. Practice, yeah. Hopefully, it's not yeah. 10,000 hours of practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Maybe. you're doing
2: that much and you're still not good at it, do something else. So it might be time. <laughs> yeah.
1: And what most people don't really realize it, it is pretty time consuming, especially if you want to yeah. get a good video out there. Like, you need to learn how to edit, put the right mm-hmm. clips together. It is time consuming, but once you get better at it, you know, you can. Spare your time accordingly, and still yeah. produce good content. Yeah. So. yeah,
0: yeah. There's a had a lot of students that just absolutely refused to do social media. They didn't even have an account. A lot of them, and uh, it's like I want nothing to do with it. That is, that's not the end of the world because you can obviously you can get clients organically, locally as well. And we talked about this with, yeah. with Sky.
2: Even the, even the networking events, like we were talking about a little while ago.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's just getting yeah. out there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah. which is which is what you're doing with social media too. You're getting out there, but. You know, I think practicing communication skills. You know, reaching out to somebody like all the guest speakers that we have at at uh, at the school, I've reached out to them, to them all. I'm like, uh, yeah. "Hey, I'm so and so. I'd love to talk about this. You know, love to have you um, maybe come in and 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 uh, teach this subject because I'm not an expert at everything. I want those who are who have done it for a long time, and that's that's you know all they do. I want them to come in, right? You know, and and present their information like. Next uh, Friday, I believe we're gonna have uh, um, Luis and Renee come in. Well, Renee's a pre-postnatal specialist. Guess right. what? I'm not. You're definitely not that. <laughs> I'm not that. You've never been pregnant? No. Unless <laughs> I cannot you identify. I, as I cannot that. relate. I can't relate. And we have, you know, women in class, and I, I'm yeah. not, I feel weird because I have taught it before, and I'm up there like, "This is what you need to look out for." And I'm like, the whole time, right? I'm not the authority for this this conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, some moms are looking at me, going, "Okay." Yep. You know, like it's it's better to have somebody who's, you know, absolutely who's, who's, who's gone through all three trimesters and then postnatal and then work themselves back to, to strength after they've lost it after having a kid. That's right. who I want right. to listen to is somebody who's done it. 100%. So <laughs> yep. reaching out to, uh, to them in the beginning, they were working somewhere else that we used to take a field trip to. It was a uh, mm-hmm. functional fitness. We used to go there and that's where I met Luis and Renee. And uh, that's where we, yeah. we began to talk. I'm like, Hey, let's talk a little bit more about what you do and, and potentially have you come in because it's not just about I don't want it to be all about me I don't like, again I don't know everything yeah. I want the specialists to come in and talk about certain certain topics like pre- postnatal right. and then we've got in uh, two or three weeks we've got uh, one of my friends who owns a 365 gym up in uh is it uh, it's like north north Phoenix I'm drawing a blank on the exact location but all he does is strength and conditioning he owns a gym That's all he it. does is strength and conditioning I know strength and conditioning not as well as he does though. So I yeah. want him to come in and teach it. So yeah. It, it, to get f- to find these people you just have to to reach out. And for some people, you know, it's a little bit difficult, but it's easier to do when you say email somebody or send them a letter or send them a text and say, "Hey, this is who I am." There's not that that, you know, that auditory one-on-one right. interaction, which for some people is, you know, intimidating. It's they right. just read you to know yeah. uh, a, a text or an email mm-hmm. and uh then they reach back out and you're like oh okay i guess the <laughs> next step to is me. to talk
1: yeah exactly
0: but the more reps you do the more comfortable you get with talking with people right. and i think that's super important in any walk of life is to be confident talking to people because it's, sure. it's a little bit today it's a little bit more difficult i mean a lot of not picking on your generation at all but <laughs> oh it's true it's a lot of texting My generation's crazy it's a lot of texting <laughs> right. and uh yeah. you know the communication skills have been lost i think Hundred percent. So. Especially
1: through COVID. I mean, I lost junior year completely. Like, oh, that's right. It's crazy. All yeah. online. All yeah. online. Was completely that Completely awesome? wasted. <laughs> <laughs> did you learn anything?
0: Absolutely not. I can't even tell you anything we did, to be wow. honest. Wow. Yeah. Just staring yeah. at a screen, just like, Ugh.
1: And you know damn well that none of those kids were actually <laughs> by the screen. Right. Me included, but no. Nah. You'll get a paper silhouette of yourself <laughs> right there so your teacher thinks you're there and you're yeah. just
0: off playing games. Crazy. Yeah.
2: Or you're just... You got your screen set up but then you got a bigger one set behind it and you got a Xbox controller over here. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Playing a game.
0: I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I don't learn well online this way. I don't have any certifications. They're online certs. Right. It's gotta be hands off for me, man. That's how I learn.
1: that's how I learn best. I know a lot of people resonate with that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, dude, it's awesome that you came in today and sat in on our podcast and good to see you doing so well appreciate it yeah, no.
1: thank you guys yeah. thanks for having me yeah thanks travis yeah. thank it's you for believing in me thanks for being not only an instructor but a friend so yeah appreciate yeah.
0: that it's awesome man well thanks for being here yeah uh, we'll be talking soon i'm sure. sure yeah so again you can come back to class anytime you want to right for sure <laughs> yeah. that's awesome so sweet yeah. well cool Thanks thank right. for having me
2: yep
3: all right man awesome